this is a story. Oh, that's like perfect. They dropped perfectly. A little bit of Will Smith, dude. Now we're going to tell you a story. A digital story about creating addresses. Addresses in Libya. Addresses. That's exactly what we're going to talk about. If you're perplexed, can you imagine what I'm like? We're going to figure it out right now. Here we go. <laughs> Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. I was like, it's, it's, the, it's the whole Libya address thing. I was like, it was the play on words. I'm lost. No? <laughs> No. Uh, uh, you gotta explain it. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It's it's all right. Next time, next time. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump to the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you listen to us on today. And you know what? I'm gonna take it off script real quick. If you're listening today, let us know what it is that you need because we are giving away ten free vacations. And all you gotta do is like, subscribe, follow. Hit us a DM. Tell us what it is that you need. We want to help you succeed. So uh, go to businessbros.com. Schedule some time with the business bro. Let us know what it is that you need. And follow us on all social medias at Business Bros Pod. Now let's get to the best part of the show. Let's introduce today's awesome guest. Our guest today is more than an entrepreneur. He's a visionary and a humanitarian. And he's on a mission to bring tools and technology from the West and improve ease of living in Libya. He is a father, adventure seeker, and photographer, as well as an innovator and the CEO of the company that's responsible for building the first completely digitized address system for Libya. We're talking Google Maps meets Yelp across the world. Our guest also created the company that hosts Libya's biggest shared workspace, encouraging entrepreneurs and innovators to meet, connect, and collaborate, further fueling his drive to bring great minds and tools together. So joining us today from Lama Technologies out of Vancouver, Canada, the man literally putting Libya on the map. Welcome to the show, Taha M. Rahi. Nice hey intro, guys. Ham. What do you think, Ta? Amazing, guys. Thank you so much for the intro. That was epic. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, six minutes. All right. six minutes. I did it. I did it. I, I know. Six minutes. I messed no, up. I wrote it. the intro for tomorrow's guest. So, you know, that guy's going to get an extra. You guys are but, keeping busy. So, it's <laughs> <man>. amazing. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Ta, it's so nice to meet you, man. Good to learn a little bit about you. Bring the fire, yeah, dude. Guys. Bring the fire. Let's do it. All right, uh, you got uh, quite the aspiration. First, tell me, you know, for, for those of us who are in the U.S., uh, right now you were telling me before the show that you're in Canada. Having an address is like a normal thing. Like, that's just, we, that's how we get around, right? Like, I remember yeah. growing up as a kid, uh, I would hop on my bike. I grew up in Imperial Beach. It's, it's uh, you know, right near the border here in San Diego. And the the everything was like a grid. So, as a kid, as a young kid, maybe, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, I could drive around. I could tell you every nook and cranny of every single address or, or you know, street in, in IB. Today, mm -hmm. I need to punch it in GPS because I can't even get from point A to point B without getting lost at some point. I have to look at my GPS. So explain to us, what is the situation like over there that you need to go in and digitally create these addresses? 
Yeah, so uh, Libya is one of those countries that actually fell behind when it comes to technology revolution. Um, we actually don't have street names uh, other than the major streets. Uh, there's never been a building numbers that you can actually send to someone and have them come to your door. Door-to-door -door delivery has never happened uh, before. Uh, you know, if you have to grab, grab even your passport, your driving license, uh, you'll have to do everything in person. So if you order something not on, I mean, online, you probably have to go and grab it from the office. Uh, and if you're lucky ones from, there's a lot of food, like there's a lot of delivery companies now in Libya. They're, they're doing their thing and they're trying to do door to door delivery, but it's still like, I have to pick up the phone and actually call you as a customer. I'm like, Hey, we actually live and start telling you exactly like, Hey, take the first turn. Then there's a tree, then there's a door. And then make oh. a left turn and then there's like this massive building and it just keeps going so you probably end up writing like four lines just to just tell someone where you actually live roads where we're going we don't need roads oh dude. yeah exactly yeah James, you're uh, that's, too, the that's too funny that's funny. i'm i'm like blown away i'm like what i remember yeah. uh you know to your point Nan, you were talking about being a kid living in ib like, i remember being 10, 11, whatever, and I realized the even numbers are on one side, the odd numbers on the other, and, like, I, I can't imagine living where there's no numbers on the buildings. It's, that's, like, Or getting directions, dude. Like, yeah. you know, ordering something <laughs> as simple as a pizza that we take for granted, we just GPS we it to totally us. We totally do. And you're talking about, you privilege. know, turn at this the peak place, turn at the, you know, turn at the tree. Like, that's <laughs> kind of bizarre. Okay, how do you even go about creating a standard in that space yeah so that's actually one of the challenges that we face so we actually went to the government and like hey guys you actually have maps like city maps or like you know where the city ends and where the other city starts and to my surprising is actually we don't actually have even boundaries for cities oh. uh, so we actually have to create the entire infrastructure from scratch just because we uh uh, we couldn't get any data from the government so we went and we created this really cool algorithm that divided the country into equal spaces and we started to utilize them as the digital zip code uh, in a sense and then we went door by door to more now than a million addresses across libya um, and uh, we got their location and then what type of buildings they are and then we ascribed a, a unique number to each one of them so now like every building will have a, a building number instead of street names because we can't name all the streets because uh, they don't actually exist. Um, so we came up with a different concept. Instead of a street name, we we'll said, okay, a building type. You know, like when you go sh trying to ship something uh, and they tell you like, is it going to residential or commercial? Mm -hmm. We bypass that and we like, if you write the address, it will tell you exactly what it is by reading the, the letters just behind the building uh, number. So like an example would be like, 1000 and then uh, a letter j for example that represents businesses and then the city country and the postal code so like you don't need to ask that question or take it um so but yeah it's, it's not quite to the like house by house address but you're starting with major larger landmarks and i can't really say landmarks or buildings but larger locations no, actually, we went house by house we have more than 800 60,000 houses and these Whoa. are all uh we actually had to go door by door to to most of these houses so we had teams in like 11 different cities across libya and we went there and we we're like you know what we need to get addresses for these buildings so we we uh we have now more than 1.2 million addresses created along 55 cities in libya so we're covering pretty we're much not worthy we're not worthy
I know, uh, man. But yeah, so we covered uh, almost eighty-five percent of the country, and uh, we're 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 progressively hoping to uh, by mid next year we'll have all of the buildings in Libya covered uh, with an actual address. So now you don't actually need to worry about it. That is seriously amazing. Can I can I ask about like the work that it took to get there? Can I ask like about the team and like how you yeah. just made that happen? You can't do that by yourself. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> I, I'm thinking you. of like like. A government census, right? Yeah. Like a government exactly. census. I feel like it's it's kind of a similar thing. It is. It is. It is. We. Um, uh, so I came back into Libya in 2017 after spending almost five years in in the US. And uh, when I moved back, I actually had to think about something different because my family was involved in the business of food manufacturing and so on. So normally, if you grow up, you graduate, you go into the family business. But I was the outcast. Actually, I dropped out of college. And when I moved back to Libya, I was like, you know what? I don't want to join the family business. I actually want to do something different with technology. Uh, so I went ahead and started a tech company in a country that doesn't really have much of a tech, <laughs> tech environment. Because everyone that graduated from IT school, they either end up being professors in university or they are fixing up computers and stuff to do with uh, like it's worse it's so much worse yeah i, yeah. Can, I can just imagine he's like okay market i'm here where you at and everybody's like what the hell like you know it's almost a, that stereotype where you know it's just a guy old guy walking across kind of looks at you funny and then just kind of keeps him walking his way like you had you must have had crickets but it's not that but here's the thing though when it comes to tech companies you might have launched in a place that has no tech but you're kind of open to the world these days. Like distribution yeah. isn't really a problem. Exactly. And I, I think that's what we did. We, in 2017, I started, obviously after spending a lot of, I guess, most of my adult life, I left when I was 17. I went to Australia and then the US. So when I came back, I literally had no one to, uh, <laughs> no friends and no one that I actually can talk to about my crazy ideas. Uh, so I started to venture into other people and talking to different people. And then I met one of the people that were our first hiree uh, uh, he's now uh, uh, the VP uh, of the company, and, uh, and at first he got married. He was he had a good job, and I was like that crazy guy that came in and like you know what I want to start a tech company. I want to do something really really crazy. And he's like he didn't even have he didn't actually pick up the phone a few times. I had to hunt him out for three months just <laughs> to, to convince him like hey this is really really something crazy. And uh, he ignored me for a couple of months, and then I got him on the hook. Um, and then we started to build the team. Uh, we are now 100 people strong. Uh, company started in 2018, uh, and we are almost 100 and more, actually more than 100 people now across uh, eight different cities in Libya. All right, let me um, ask you about that, yeah. that, that phase, because that's, that's yeah. always interesting for me. Passion and, and you know, when, when you're fueled by something, when you have yeah. that vision in front of you, it gets really infectious could be because you're so passionate about it yeah. and you can recruit a couple people, but you're built a, a team up to a hundred. How do you fund that? Right? Like what, what was that step where you're like, all right, dude, I know you just got this great cushy job and you just had yeah. a kid and you just got married. Yeah. Let me take all that security away <laughs> from you and come join me on this risk. Like, how do you, how do you develop the funding to kind of give that flexibility of, okay, we're, we're going to be okay. This is something that we can do. And to be honest with you, I, I, uh, when we were hunting people down to kind of join our company, we didn't really, it wasn't about the funds. I think we all had the similar vision of imagining Libya being a tech hub for Northern Africa. 
and we believed that we had all the right potential to actually do something. Uh, we didn't pay the highest salaries uh, when we started. Uh, we're not. We're, no one actually knew what we were actually been developing or working on. Everything we did is something different and something we started from scratch. We didn't actually copy something from the West and bring it here. We actually had to, uh, you know, we we took advantage of what we learned overseas and to to make it local. We had to know what the market needs and start to building that infrastructure. So I think what really helped us recruit as many people is the fact that we all had the same vision. We all wanted to create something big and epic and everyone saw the potential. Uh, and uh, everyone tells me, like, I actually have a very good convincing thing when it comes to sit down with potential hiree. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's the man that's, can sell. That's, the man can that's, sell. That's, that's part of it. And um, as for funding, we 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 it's bootstrapped. Uh, we've been very fortunate with the other business uh, ventures that we had as a family. And uh, my family took a great risk, and uh, they're still taking a, a great risk now. But uh, but it's it's something that they believe that it will actually change people's life. And that's what we're after. We're not really trying to get rich schemes, building a, a product that no one else needs, uh, but we're trying to change the life quality of people. And, you know, having an address is just a very, you know, we take it for granted living in the West. It's something that you don't even think twice about. But uh, in Libya, we don't have that kind of luxury. And for us, it's very important because, you know, you, like not leave alone the e-commerce or the business side of it, but even if you had a, an emergency at your house, can you imagine calling an ambulance and have to describe where yeah. you live in no. New York? And the taxi driver, and actually the, the ambulance driver is actually from Los Angeles. He just moved to New York and you like, have to describe where you live in New York. There's no way he's going to get to No New way. Time. No way. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's something that we actually wanted to change. We, like That's the main thing. We wanted to actually have a thing that actually could uh, show the potential of technology in a country that have not seen what technology can do. Because it's it's very very bad. When I moved there in 2017 and before uh, and even before that, you know, you can only imagine how bad. For example, the banking system. You know, you would go and stand in lines uh, waiting for the bank to open, and then once you go inside, they're like, "Oh, the system is down." How the heck is the system down? It's 2017. Like that doesn't make sense. Mm. And it's like it's not like one day. It just happens all the time. You know, and it's the same thing when it comes like I had to get a passport when I moved back there. Uh, and when I was trying to get my new passport, I actually went there four times. And every time I go there, I wait in line. And when my turn comes in, like, oh, actually, the the the, the, the photo system went down. I'm like, um, cool. <laughs> Is it going to open up soon? He's like, I don't know yet. I'm like, uh, should I wait? No, you should leave. I'm like, you <laughs> so don't want to do the, the work. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So we 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 are trying to make it so that we could we know what technology can do for people and it's the same thing we have now the like the ability to move it into a country where there's a lot of infrastructure issues and we're trying to re literally rebuild a not rebuild but build the infrastructure in the right way so people actually understand what the benefit of technology is and how it can actually improve people's life you know there's mm -hmm. some bad technology but at the same time we are not even, we don't have any technology. So we need to have technology first and then we can start to fight about which good technology good use. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a great- Try to make the world a better place. One address at a time. time. All right, when yeah. you first started, you said you went to the government and said, hey, do you have any maps or anything like laid out for city boundaries or whatever? And they were like, no. Yeah. Uh, after you've been doing the work, have they opened up to like work with you and kind of help push this along yeah. or is it still kind so, of a bootstrap on your own type thing? 
it's still bootstrap, but we are in talks with uh, different government agencies uh, recently with the Libya Post and the holding telecommunication company. It's a holding company that controls the telecommunication companies in Libya or the, all of the tech companies. And uh, now they're seeing the benefits because we are we started to show the benefits of having an address and how much data it could be uh generated and, and utilized in a good manner. Uh, and the reason we're, we're, we're in talks with them and very confident is that when we were able to gather that much data, we showed the flaws that need to be fixed. So like electricity, for example, in, our, in my city, uh, home city, uh, the electricity company only had like 50,000 uh, electricity meters installed. And when we did the count for the buildings that should have uh, electricity meters, it's more than 100 and almost 40,000. So Ooh. yeah, so that's like a huge difference. So like you talk about 33% uh, yeah. uh, out of like, so you still have like 65% lost go revenue after. and lost. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Same thing goes with all other uh, utility company. Uh, they don't have the data because they just never invested in actually collecting data and up to date. And and we, we're, we're starting to show the flaws in the system where like, in my home village where I where I live, there's only one public school and there's like 15,000 people living there. And the public school has been there since the 80s. So, uh, and, and obviously <laughs> the population is growing and you can't just have one school uh, oh. uh, in the area. And uh, people, so people have to go to different areas to get their uh, kids to school. Uh, same thing goes with uh, medical care, uh, um, even just grocery shopping. Uh, and, 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 and those challenges are faced because of lack of data. So the more data we mm. have uh, about where people live informed. and how they... Yeah, and, and I think now they see the value. We made it like very clear for them, like, hey, guys, we actually have the data. We want to collaborate. We're not here just to kind of like sell this fake project and like go out uh, all out. And um, we're actually in talks with even other countries to introduce a similar uh, option. Because so to my surprise, even Ireland in 2017, they actually didn't have an addressing system. Uh, oh. And uh, that was shocking. Yeah, you think <laughs> it's such a basic thing until you realize who's who, who isn't as basic as we thought, I guess. I don't know US, if I can even say it that way, right? Yeah, the US has one of the best postal addressing system in the universe. They just, from the get go, they knew the importance of having an address. They had it all calculated for, for many, many generations to come. And it's just a, a really great example of showing how good planning can actually go on for hundreds of years without having to worry about re-designing uh, the system. You know, like the US system has been going for, for as, as long as there's the States. Uh, and, and it just shows how great uh, those people were in the beginning when they were planning to have an addressing system. It's why we can order a pizza, ladies and gentlemen, and it shows exactly. up to our house 20 yeah, minutes and later. And if it doesn't get there, you can complain. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what was the line? It was a Ninja Turtle line, right? Uh, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best lines. Exactly. <laughs> That's too good, man. That was right? too good. That was good. All yeah. right, all right, good, good. <laughs> All right, Todd, let's, let's take a shift here. Let's talk about your business yeah. itself, right? No matter uh, whether you're a startup or you're moving on up and, and leveling up in your business, there's things that kind of stick in the back of our minds that as an entrepreneur, it's just not going to go away. They're going to be there. So what's, what's the things that keep you up at night in your business? For us is that when we set the goal to change, uh, it sounds cliche because I think a lot of entrepreneurs are saying it, but it's for the wrong reasons. When you like change people's life, it's just that, tagline now every company wants to say uh but generally for us because we know how bad the situation is it's literally something that you can have 
you can be even the one percent uh, of one hundred percent effort to to improve upon uh, people's life. I was very fortunate in my upbringing uh, as 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 a person. I had access to pretty much everything, and for me, I'm not doing it just for obviously uh, wealth. It's just it's it's very important that I. I, you know, I, I, I appreciate what I had and I keep giving people a way for them to actually do stuff. So for us, what keeps me up and what keeps me going is the fact that I have a chance of being that just part of that amazing transformation journey that the country can take. And I'd love to be a part of that. And I'm just, I, that's what keeps me up and that's what keeps me going is seeing that the next generation having access to stuff that we didn't have access to. Uh, back home and seeing that the potential is there. We just need to work hard to get it. Libya is not known for its tech industry. It's not known for anything else. As a matter of fact, it's just been a chaotic uh, civil war thing happening for the last uh, 10 years. Uh, but uh, I think it's time for us to change. It's 2021 and uh, now it's the right opportunity for our country to stand up and like show and flex. We have so much potential. Uh, we just need the right people to actually start doing uh, this stuff. And 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 luckily, there's a lot of amazing companies that are coming up now in the tech uh, side in Libya, and uh, I love seeing that. It's it's just one of those things. Like I'm like, ah, oh, cool, it's happening. Like, it's I, happening. I, it's happening. Maybe it's because of me. Maybe it's not. But at the end of the day, I can take pride knowing that there is a, some sort of an influence that we had, and it's the same feedback we've been getting uh, from people. It's like you guys are doing something different uh, because we're not doing it just for money. Uh, we obviously have a business plan. We have everything set, but at the same time, it's what drives us is the fact that we actually could have an impact, uh, and that's literally the only thing that keeps up. And this is the same thing with every employee that we have and the team members that we have. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're still not the highest paid tech company, um, and uh, and and this is something uh, we take pride in, knowing that our uh, vision is is reaching out to different people. H. Sessi showing some genius love. All right. Taha, that's what keeps you going. What yeah. about now the opposite side, right? So the opposite side is what's the thing that's holding you back? Like something that's that, that you feel if you can overcome this thing in your business, like you would have a little bit more smooth sailing. What's the thing that's stopping you? Um, I think the fact that there's some government policies and restrictions uh, and having people in power who don't know what technology can do it's a huge problem. Uh, it's it's mostly policies. I think once we have a, 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 a people who are empowered have a vision of transforming this country into the next level, uh, I think that will be smooth sailing for everyone. But I think for us, the lack of uh, infrastructure from a policy perspective is, is one of the greatest challenges. Like for example, if I was to start a Uber-like company in Libya, I had to form two companies. One is a tech company, the other one is a taxi company. Uh, and, uh, and and it's just weird. Like there's a no definition of startups. There's no special benefits for startups. Uh, the ecosystem itself is not up to date with the current life, uh, like the world standards. So I think that's the biggest hurdle we find. And the fact that we, we it's that stereotype coming in from Libya um, as a product, uh, it's not known uh, maybe because, you know, we, no one knows what the quality is. So people presume that you're not really that great of a company. Uh, so I, I think that's 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 part of us um, not doing enough for us, uh, not doing enough as citizens to show or highlight what we can do. Uh, but I think yeah, policies have a great uh, downside. So then, how would you define success? Right, like 
if you can point at it and say, look, this is how I know I've made it when I'm at this level or when my company looks like this, how would you describe success? Um, success is reaching out what your vision is. And I think we never reach success. It's just this one thing that we, success for me, at least on my perspective, is something that you can keep chasing for the rest of your life. And uh, when you reach that point where like you think you're success, there's another level of success. So you're just going to keep chasing mm -hmm. that thing. Uh, and I think there's no way for me to define what success is. But I guess for, for our addressing system is to be like one thing we, uh, we wanted to is that if it's embedded into the emergency system and we could have saved one person's life, that's for us, it's a huge accomplish. But I think on, on, a, on a greater scale, uh, having it so that every citizen in the country have access to an address, a free address, mm. uh, uh, where they can get better services, that's for us is the ultimate success. And we want to translate that into different countries uh, uh, around our, uh, our country too. All right. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I swear, it's like we're related or something. That producer guy, he's on fire. All right. Um, so let me let me ask you this. There are people who like to contribute to things like this, right? There's something behind uh, uh, what you're doing. There's a vision behind it. You're helping a lot of people really open up a world and that, that they didn't really have access to. And it sounds something super simple. So if people wanted to help, if they wanted to contribute, if they wanted to reach out to you and talk to you, how can they get a hold of you? Um, I, you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, all social media networks. Uh, pretty much I'll have an account, my first name and last name. Uh, it works with all social media accounts. Um, plus my email, it's tahaatlama.com. Very simple. Very simple. And you know, what, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna add I'm gonna add to that question. Um, like, what can people do to help if they want to get involved? Hmm. hmm. I think one of the greatest things that people can actually do is uh, have an open mind when it comes to having uh, people coming in from different backgrounds. Um, you know, we can we can always have that pre assumptions, uh, and I think it goes pretty much in all sectors of life. If you have the thought about something or someone or a country about, um, you know, you have this perceived idea like that country does not produce anything good. Uh, no one is going to come out good from that country or that you know, that group of people. I think that is really good. I think having an open mind, that would be something very helpful that everyone could do. Uh, but for us, it's uh, uh, reaching out to different people. It's just creating that network. Uh, and I think people can contribute by... Uh, supporting uh, uh, different companies that are up and running from different countries that you might have never heard of. I'm, I'm pretty sure most of the people that you listen uh, to the podcast uh, probably never heard of Libya as being a tech company, a uh, tech country anyways. So this will be something interesting and opens up to, um, you know, even uh, um, other, other, other companies that are in the region, you know, just looking at, just have an open mind. I think that's just the, the greatest thing that could people do to help out uh, for us. I love that, man. Like James and I have yep. this discussion all the time and, you know, stereotypes exist. Uh, they exist for a reason. It's partially true. A lot of the stuff that happens in these yep. stereotypes that, right. But, and, and so James and I will argue on the morality of them, right? Should you say yep. them? Should you use them? Whatever it is. Uh, and, and really what it comes down to, we're like, well, you know, things have to change. People have to change. I am one of those people who believe that if you want to change it, your culture has to change it from within. Right. That's the only way that is yeah. really going to make a difference. And I think what you're doing is exactly that. 
you have, you know, you have, there's a lot of pride in where you come from. There's a lot of, you know, you know that there, there's potential there. And instead of just pointing it out and kind of living your own life, going back to the U.S. and living over there or whatever, you're actually making a difference. You're, you're creating something within your country that is going to change the culture of your country, that is going to change the stereotype of your people. That's powerful, exactly. dude. That's exactly. huge to me. And that's, that's, that's exactly what we're, what we're trying to do. And, and luckily now there's a lot of up-and-coming up and companies that are doing exactly the same thing. So more people are paying attention to technology now. In Libya, um, we had this great company. It's a, a food delivery company called Bresto Eat. Uh, they delivered more than a million orders uh, just in this uh, 11 months now. And this Ooh. is something unheard of in, in, in a, a country that is, you know, you might not even think there's a market for it there. Because only there's, keep in mind, Libya is one of the, I think it's the 17th largest country in terms of size. There's only 7 million of us living there uh so yeah oh. so that's <laughs> so that's something very interesting because people think libyans uh there's a lot of us but there's only seven million of us and we live in the largest country uh third largest country in africa wow oh, you gotta make yeah. use of that space man i live in exactly. san diego there's like yeah. <laughs> we have no room to build so you know it, and I, I get it i get it man it's it's different yeah. it's a completely different culture and and like again what you're doing is really going to change the lives of people that's that's amazing. That's a, a level of success that people will aspire to. You, dude. I love how you put it though. If you can just save one life, like one ER call, that will save a person's life. That's a win already, dude. And that's exactly. that's huge. Um, we're well. First of all, thank you for coming on the show, sharing the story. Sure. I mean, you guys, you're doing some great things, and you took time out of your schedule to be with us. So thank you very much. Uh, and second, we're huge on video testimonials. So you know. If you could do me a favor, what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? It's it's a very it's a very interesting experience. Uh, you guys have an amazing vibe about you guys and uh, uh, the questions you guys ask and and the way you guys carry the conversation is very interesting. And uh, I think even watching the other episodes that you guys carried with other uh, entrepreneurs and other people uh, shows that you guys are after genuine advice. You're not just after the show and creating this gimmicky podcast that a lot of other podcasts uh, uh, work with. Uh, but I think you guys are uh, uh, something that I would listen to all the time. You guys have a very amazing energy and I, we could be talking for, for, for a long, long, long time. Uh, uh, so I, I'm, I'm very glad that I actually got the chance to uh, uh to to talk to you guys and i see why you guys are so busy scheduled uh, uh and uh, it shows it shows why you guys have a great 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 energy and i wish you guys the best of luck uh it's been a great honor to be with you guys and uh, uh to 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 talk to you um but yeah <laughs> thank you man thank you very much right. appreciate it uh and dude it's it's all about having fun and if there's yeah. something you know uh, I always tell people like, if you want to start a podcast, you can do yeah. it. Like we can, we literally will help you do that. That's one of the things Amazing. that we do. Right. Um, but I always warn people up front. I go, you're going to start and you're not going to become Joe Rogan overnight. Like it's going to take some time. And I kept saying that so much. I, I would like listen to a little more Joe. And I, I love his, his, his idea when he interviews people, he's like, I just want to learn from this individual. Like there's something that this person knows that I want to learn. And so for me, when I'm conducting the interview, it's kind of the same thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I do it in two folds. One is so that we can create content clips that are, we can use, you know, yeah. in small bite-sized segments. But two is 
man, you're doing some amazing things. I want to know what you're up to. Like, I want to know what you're doing. That's some interesting stuff. I didn't like the whole show today. I didn't even know Libya didn't have addresses. I didn't know there was anybody working on it. I didn't know the government didn't quite care or didn't understand the power of some of like the amount of data that you can get from these things. Like a lot of those different things, like there it's news to me. It's, it's something different. And, and I know that for almost anybody, what we want is to learn. You know, it yep. might not always be school, but we all want to learn something. And in, and you sharing your story, you're you're opening that exact door for me. I'm learning something new. And, you know, again, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much. James, he's also has a great talent. That was fun. To you guys. No, it's amazing. All right, ladies and gents, thank you very much for joining us today. See, the world is a huge place. There's different things going on everywhere. So you think your problems are bad? Just think if you didn't have an address, how many additional problems you would have. So, you know, take a step back, have a little empathy, look at the world around you, be grateful for what you got today, and go make yourself better tomorrow. Peace out, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.